0: Hello, and welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano, and we are here for part five of our Infinity Wars coverage. This time, we're going to be talking about the Infinity Warps Ghost Panther two-issue miniseries and the first two issues of the Infinity Wars Sleepwalker miniseries. And like all the other episodes of this Infinity Wars coverage, it's going to be me and my brother Joe talking about it. And I think that's all the preliminary stuff you need to know. So we're going to drop a promo in here, and then on the other side of that, we're just going to get right on with it.
1: Hello, Paul. Hello, I am Dr. Herfish Staffner. Come in, to, come in, please. take a seat, take a seat. What can I do for you today? Oh, I just I just I'm, I can't sleep. I, I, I can't focus on anything. The only thing I can think about is like DC events. A DC event, as in the comic books, DC events yes, yes, the comic book events ooh, interesting uh, are we we talking things like Crisis on Infinite Earth? yeah, yeah, totally, that one, yeah uh, Infinite Crisis yeah, yeah, that one too ooh, very, very, Invasion maybe, uh, yeah yeah, definitely uh, the, uh, the Genesis uh, not so much no, oh Okay, well, I think it's really good if you talk about the things that are troubling you in your life. So maybe you should do a podcast about this obsession. Wh- what, what do you call this obsession? What do you think it is? I think you're a unique case. I've not seen anything like this before in my office. I'm going to suggest that you have what we call DCOCD. What? DC OCD you are obsessive and compulsive about your DC events I think you should talk it out get it out of your system via a podcast I will help you my friend we shall do a podcast together about your DC OCD oh okay I won't even charge you for it (laughs) awesome I don't think I can claim you on (laughs) benefits yeah it's good when should we start? Um, I'll get back to you on that. I'll check my I'll check my timetable. <laughs> cool.
2: And now we are back with Infinity Warps Ghost Panther miniseries. So this is another one of the uh, mashed up together characters caused by Gamora. Actually, let's just read the part in the beginning, because that's the best way to explain it. Gamora has collected the Infinity Stones, granting her power beyond belief. Determined to keep the stones and prevent anyone from standing in her way, Gamora made one simple move that would change everything. She folded the universe in half. In this universe of Gamora's creation, incredible new heroes and villains exist, unaware of their warped origins. So this is Ghost Panther... But it is not just a mixing of Ghost Rider and Black Panther, which is what you would think. There's actually a couple other things mixed in here as well. Such as? Oh, well, we're going to get to that in a second, so let us drop. Let me drop in the synopsis for just both issues. I was going to do the synopsis for both, and then we'll just plow through the whole thing. Boom. Infinity
0: Warps Ghost Panther, numbers one and two. Writer, Jed McKay. Artist, Hefte Palo. Colors, Jim Campbell. Letters, Joe Sabino. Editors, Jordan D. White and Annalise Bissa. Cover art for Issue 1, Humberto Ramos and Edgar Delgado. For Issue 2, Giuseppe Cavancoli, Kevin- Kevin- Kevin Roberto Poggi, and Edgar Delgado. Varying covers for Issue 1 only, one of them by Adam Kubert, the other by Humberto Ramos and Edgar Delgado. Cover dated January and February 2019. On sale date November 21st and December 12th, 2018. Cover price $3.99 each. Neither of these issues have been reprinted, but you can find them digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. There is a place called Wakanda, parts 1 and 2. Some years ago, the arrogant Wakandan prince, T'Challa, was exiled from the secluded nation by his father, T'Chaka. In America, he was taken under the wing of showman Jericho Simpson. Using the stage name Johnny Blaze, T'Challa became a successful stunt writer. Five years later, T'Challa suffered a fatal accident during a stunt. An accomplished mystic, Jericho invoked the demonic entity Zarathros to return T'Challa to life. Zarathros sensed a hunter's soul within T'Challa and offered him great power in exchange that T'Challa hunted the souls of the wicked for her. T'Challa refused, arguing that the price of the bargain was too high. Before returning him to life, Zarathros told him that his father had died. T'Challa visited Wakanda to pay his respects and see his sister Shariri crowned, but decided to hunt down T'Chaka's killers after learning that he had been murdered. Additionally, during the attack, the killers destroyed the garden of the heart-shaped herb putting an end to the legacy of the Black Panther. Zarathros tempted T'Challa, granting him enough power to track down the murderers, the time-traveling freemen. T'Challa was overpowered by Mbukshula the White, but agreed to Zarathros' offer before M'Bakshula could kill him. Becoming the Ghost Panther, T'Challa consumed M'Bakshula's soul. He merely snapped out of his thirst for souls and rejected Zarathros' power, and was struck from behind by Eric Killraven. In the afterlife, Zarathros convinced T'Challa to take up her offer again in order to protect the kingdom and Shariri from Killraven. Ghost Panther rushed to Wakanda and intercepted Killraven, who had intended to set up bombs to destabilize Wakanda for when the Martians came to invade. This way, the secluded nation would not be able to stand against the invasion, unlike what had happened in Killraven's timeline. Decades of experience gave the assassin the upper hand, so in the afterlife, T'Chaka commits Zarathros to accept his service and was returned to life in the form of a demonic panther. With T'Chaka's help, Ghost Panther defeated Killraven and consumed his soul. Afterwards, T'Challa took the throne of Wakanda.
2: All right, that was the synopsis. We start off at the part of Wakanda, which is obviously the Black Panther stuff. T'Challa was the prince, T'Chaka was the king, except here he is exiled, which is new. And he meets a guy called, what is his name? Uh, Brother Crash. And he takes he works with Brother Crash in his stunt show and takes on a new name. <laughs> I like that. That's your name? T'Challa, son of T'Chaka, prince of Wakanda? <laughs> you mean, you're trying to terrify Middle America? He's something more redneck friendly. And so his name is changed to Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. So, how much do you know about Ghost Rider. Um, I know nothing except I heard that that they said like um that probably the uh the attitude of him leaving and defying his brother and his father was more that was the attitude of Ghost Rider. That was a bit more Johnny Blaze, yes. Yeah. Well, that was Johnny you, Blaze. Okay, that's yeah. his name. I didn't even know his name. I'll say yeah. The first ghostwriter was named Johnny Blaze. Okay. He- he worked he worked for a stunt show called A Crash under a guy named Crash Simpson. And Crash Simpson was going to die of cancer. And so he made a deal with the devil, or a devil at Marvel, to save you know and to save Crash from dying of cancer. And he did. Crash didn't die of cancer. The demon made him die during a stunt show. <laughs> didn't see that one coming, did you Johnny? yeah demons are funny and his what he did with johnny was he he basically fused johnny with a demon called zarthathos and don't ask me how to pronounce that actually because that's my best guess because it's a made-up word and so when johnny turned into the ghost rider was actually using the power of that demon and eventually that demon took over completely so here we what got What uh eventually he got rid of the demon and he, went human. he became normal and retired, and then he, the Ghost Rider started up again a few years later, and he became... I don't know what happened then. But is he still around today? I think so. I'm a little confused with Ghost Rider, because it's been, like, two or three of them. Johnny Blaze. Does he ever, like... Blaze up? Yeah. <laughs> if he did it before being possessed by a demon, he probably should have been doing it after. Yeah. No, so not anyway. a little bit. So, anyway, so you obviously can see where they got the crash for the brother crash stunt show right yes but now here they do a thing where because instead of crash having the bad accident johnny does right and Crash and uh brother crash does magic here to bring johnny back so that's new right because obviously as i told you it's not like crash new magic it's the name brother crash have you heard of a character called brother voodoo Okay, let's get Brother Voodoo here. I heard of Brother Devon and Brother, Brother Dudley. Brother Voodoo is another Marvel character from the 70s who basically, because in the 70s, Marvel did a lot of supernatural type stuff. Okay. The comic code wasn't allowing them to do stuff with demons and magic and monsters, and then it was starting to get weak. It got a little weaker in the 70s. And that's why in the seventies you'll all of a sudden see Ghost Rider and they had a Frankenstein comic and Tomb of Dracula and the Zombie and Werewolf by Night. You know, and other horror type things. So Brother Voodoo was a magic character who, well, does voodoo. That's just like another name for magic, right? Well voodoo, I mean technically well remember, Voodoo is also a religion. Oh, I did not know that. But he's actually doing, I believe it's, yeah, but he's also doing the magical part of that. It's like it's like doing a different version of magic instead of Doctor Strange's, at least how they do it here. He has it slightly different. But he's appeared a lot more, in, in modern days, they've used him actually to pretty good effect. They use him a lot pretty good. They had him be, take over for Doctor Strange for a while, and he helped out the Avengers. That's cool. So Crash Simpson has been merged with Brother Voodoo here. Now, and with Jericho, Jericho Simpson. Jer- yeah Jer- yeah because his name is jericho drum jericho so, drum that's a cool so, name yeah so those two people have emerged together okay so we have and we have zarthathos here so obviously they made zarthathos another god from wakanda I-, I like the art and design for Zarathos. like it's not just the skull the flaming skull and obviously it's like a panther cat-like skull yes that took me i was wondering why it was so weird but it's the outfit like the clothes she's wearing like the way it goes all around and it's like t- it's not just like a skirt type thing it's going all around behind her and it almost looks like it's another reality invading reality do you know what i mean like if you were standing there it would almost look like look like it's not cloth like it's like just holes in reality yeah it's definitely not like cloth it doesn't it yeah. doesn't define like it defines the logic of cloth rules really. yeah. It's like rips in reality wherever she's walking, and that's what, it, so, you know, and you're seeing, like, this whole other bizarre alternate dimension of just, like, shapes and sound and color. Yeah, this art it's all together is pretty uh, trippy. It is, and I like it. It's different. And I'm not saying I want, you know, like, I like other different arts. Like, you don't want this, you know, you don't want everyone to have the same style art. You know, if everyone drew, like, Jim Lee, it would be boring. You know, you want to have one Jim Lee. You know, you know, but this per, I like this art here. It's different. It's cool. They do a lot of cool stuff with like the blacks and shadows. Like the page where he has his crash. And on the, that last that panel, in the middle panel on the bottom with his father, where it's all in black behind him and you can't even see his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, some of it I don't understand. I'm like, why can't I see his eyes? What is that shit on his face? Is, am I supposed to acknowledge that or is that just artistic? I think the fact you can't see his eyes is artistic license. But I like it. It's pretty cool. But anyway, so yeah, so we got those Art those and brother Drew, brother Voodoo. So like you know, like we said, he goes back to Wakanda and he talks to his sister. Now, did you see the Black Panther movie? Yes. Okay. So you know his sister Shuri. Yes. But I didn't even notice this until I was reading it this time. Her name isn't Shuri. If you read it here. it like Shishi or something. It's Shuri. Shuri. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Let me bring her over here now. So, about, a, about two years ago, they introduced a new character in Iron Man that freaked the, that a lot of people freaked out because they thought they were killing Iron Man off and replacing him with this character. They did not. In fact, I don't think they even killed him off. I think she just guest starred for a couple issues, basically. But her name is Riri Williams, and she's, a, she's like 16 and a genius, and she created her own armor, and she's known as Ironheart. Yeah, we've read her. We've read we've read her, right? Champions. Yes. So they mixed I didn't realize until now they mixed Shuri and Riri Williams together to be one person. Why? Just to do it. Well, I guess somebody's everyone else is. There. That's what they're doing here. that's the whole Yeah, but, but it's but like all right. All right, but okay, Crash and uh Jericho, they're two they're both from Ghost Rider. Like everybody else is both from Ghost Rider and Black Panther. Not everyone. Not everyone. Nope, we're gonna get someone else. Okay. And but. technically, Brother Voodoo really isn't a Black Panther or Ghost Rider character. You no, know, he he was he he was introduced on his own. Now, if you would put him, if anybody, you would either say he was a Doctor Strange character, or just maybe stretching it a bit more because he has been an Avenger, an Avenger character. But he's not a doctor. He's not a Black Panther or a Brother Voodoo character. I mean, Black Panther or Ghost Rider character, specific, you know. So he's already a third thing thrown in there. They're defying all the rules. Well, you know what? I guess it's it's actually a little more interesting than just going, all right, so let's get the supporting characters for X and supporting characters for Y and smash them all together. It's, well, let's see what else would be cool here. Yeah, I get it. Makes so, sense. Because that's why towards the end, you know, she talks about having, like, some kind of, a, what's the name of her armor? Because I didn't even caught on before that at the very end it says, you know, uh, she has her um, she has her armor, the Panther Heart. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And now it makes sense. Because her armor in regular is called Ironheart. Okay, does she, she mention that in the beginning? Oh, yeah. I, no, wait. The Iron Heart, at least, I, I don't know where else it comes from, but it's definitely mentioned at the end. Yeah, at the end. I just, yeah. At the end. But she doesn't mention it now. No, but I'm saying that's why they call it the iron, you know, the Panther heart armor. Yeah. So he goes to find the guy, you know, he goes to find the guy who killed his father, and he finds the guy, Mabakshula, who is pissed off about Martians. So I'm sure that was like, I'm sure when you reading that, you're like, what the hell is going on here? Why are I'm there still Martians? Still confused. Even after reading it, I'm confused. I, uh, does he have robot arms, or is that metal on top of his arms? Uh, I think he's mostly robot, oh. or at least metal arms. I know that, but yeah, he turns into he tell he, uh, and then he's he's attacked at the end by Eric Killraven. Now you remember from the movie Eric Killmonger, right? He was the bad guy from Black Panther. Oh, he was the main guy. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's character. He was the main okay. bad guy. Eric Killraven, but I mean Eric Killmonger. But this is Eric Killraven. This is something completely. The other things were I can make sense of why they use them. But then they bring in Killraven. Okay, said you a picture. That's Killraven? That's Killraven the front. And I believe the guy next to him is actually Meshula. Because they mix M- M'Baku. Remember M'Baku from uh, uh, Black Panther movie? He was the one that helped him. He was like the leader of the tribe of the white gorillas. And he ended up helping him at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a big guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Remember. And he appears in a he is he's also in in uh endgame in Infinity War, when they have the big battle at the end of yes. Wakanda. conda. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see the guy is if you see the guy behind Killraven in the white outfit, I believe they mixed him I believe they mixed him with that guy. So Killraven is a thing from nineteen seventies Marvel. I think we mentioned this once before about remember I told you about the guardi- original Guardians of the Galaxy and they were from an alternate timeline. And in that timeline the uh, Martians invaded and conquered the world. I don't remember that. I remember you talking about it, though. Yeah. So, Killraven takes place in that alternate... took place in an alternate... Well, it was made in the 70s. So, it took place in an alternate future of, like, the 1990s or 2000s. Where Martians had conquered the world. And he was, like, leading a rebellion. Oh, cool. Against them. So, these are Martian Martians? Wait, Well... He's not a Martian, but I mean, when they're talking about Martians, yeah, they're talking about Martians from Mars. Oh, I thought that was just a na- name. That just said the same name. So they're Martians trying to take over Wakanda. Well, well not yet. Okay. As you Overhead. find out, of, as we find out in part two, when you get the kill Raven's backstory, uh, kill Raven's backstory. What happened was, at some point in the future, the Martians came and took over everything but Wakanda. And he's grown up so jealous hearing about how Wakanda was free that when he became free from the Martians himself, he went back in time he was so he went back in time to try and make sure that Wakanda would not be free. You know, he's like, If we're gonna get conquered, we're all getting conquered. You're going down with us. So when when does it get uh taken over by the Martians? In the two thousands? In well, the nineties? Originally, it took in place like... 90s, yeah. Originally, it was then, because remember, the stories were in like 1972 or something. So yeah. to them, like 1999 was far away. Now you can always... Now you can assume that it took... You know, he comes from like 40, 50 years in the future. Yeah, wherever now is, it's always in the future. Exactly. It's always going to be 40 years or so from now. So that's the whole thing, is that they... They... I mean... I just find that pretty cool. Like, they mixed all these weird things in together we got iron heart we got blur voodoo we got Killraven raven and war of the worlds black panther and Ghost Rider. i also got Ghost Rider. i don't think i missed anything else i don't think so i don't think there's not many characters in this um comic yeah. you got them all all right so does, ha- does that help make any more sense for you yeah i mean what did you think of this overall otherwise though I mean, it seems good. It seems like a good story. You know, I don't know any of it, you know. So it's like, you know, to you, it's like, well, it took all these people. Remember him? Remember them? And I'm like, I don't know them. <laughs> no, and, and that's why so, I was asking, because I was yeah. I was curious how this would go for you, because I mean, if you don't know all the things, it can go one of two ways. Either what the hell just was this crap or I don't really, you know, or you could go with I don't really understand everything that happened. But what I saw was kind of cool. You know, that's really the two ways it's going to go for things like that. You know, it's either it looked cool. I'm not 100% sure it would happen, but it was cool. Or, well, that was confusing BS. Um, I don't, I'm like in the middle, you know, I don't think it's BS. I think it's a, you know, I don't want to say it's cool. I, I'm not, that's for me, but mm-hmm. it probably would have been cool if I knew it. Like you seem to like it. So that's good. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, like the art's cool and everything. It was just, it's, it was hard for me to, um, just grasp everything that was going on. And then I started, like, losing focus at points because I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, you're explaining it to me, though. It's cool, you know. So it's, like, in the middle. I like it. Okay, that's you know, good. Hey, whatever. Hey, for something like that where they're mixing all kinds of weird and sometimes obscure stuff, that's pretty cool. You know, that works. That's a good thing. That's good, then. they, You know, it's a pretty decent job. But... And they actually do something different in here than they do with any of the other ones where he gets his father back, kind of. Yes. Yeah. His dad becomes that a I understood. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because, and it's different because for Black Panther, he becomes a Black Panther when his father's killed. So his dad's always dead. For Johnny Blaze, he becomes Ghost Rider when after Crash Simpson dies. You know, those guys are always dead, like, first appearance of these characters. It's like, all right, we got to kill dad off. They're like their um, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Or, you know, Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Instead here he gets him back, sort of. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, yeah. Like, uh, it's, okay. like, it's like a uh, reincarnation. Yeah, it's like okay, my dad's a giant flaming panther, but still, you know, it's my dad. Yeah, it's not bad. I kind of thought I was thinking about that when I was reading. It. I was like, oh, I wonder if like mom and dad came back as like my cat. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a little weird, but it's still kind of cool. Yeah, but especially not just if they of, could talk. Well, that, yeah, he's not just a cat. He's a giant talking panther who's on fire. Yeah, that'd be a little bit dangerous. I'm like, you have to sleep outside. <laughs> Does their father burn the whole house water? down? Does he use a litter box? I mean, we did the story part of the synopsis so we don't have to worry about covering the story. But yeah, I I liked it a lot. Obviously a bit more because I, you know, like I said, I got some of the things, but I still had still took me like more than one reading to get all of them. Like I didn't realize, you know, the whole Shuri and Riri mixture. All right, the end. He gets shot by uh, that guy, it's Kill Raven. Right? That's what happens. Yeah. he gets shot. Uh, let's see who gets shot. Kill Raven. No, um, Kill Raven does the shooting, right? And Shala, uh, Ghost Panther gets shot. Oh yeah, when he shoots him in the head. Yeah. Yeah, except I don't know if that really bothers him. Yeah, but the, it, that's the way they. I mean, I, we'll get to it, but like, but that's where it's left. On that, he gets shot, right? And Kill Raven's like st- posing, and he's like, "I'm Kill Raven," you know. And then it's over, right? That's where it ends. Wait, hold on. Well, I'm I'm seeing him shoot Ghost Panther in the head, and then but they're still fighting. And then Kil, and then Killar even tries to shoot one of his, uh, throw a Sharuk, a, a throwing star at Shariri, just because she's gonna turn the... the end of the first one. Oh, the first one. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the second one. That's why I was confused. Well, actually, no. He's not stop- shot. He's stabbed. He stabs oh, okay. him with a big spear. Okay, and then what? And well, that's what happens at the end of that issue. He falls okay, down so and he fell down right I can't yeah. get back to it <laughs> it's too hard so he just falls down and then and that's it the kill raven standing there and he he, he announced himself yeah like, yeah he's looking cool okay right, so let's remember that because then I'm that's where I, this is where I, I wanted to see what happens right after that all right so you could explain to me a little bit better okay yeah so if you go into issue two I like the cover yeah so, so true to true- that what do you mean? Is that Kill Raven? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even tell. He looks that different. Looks a little different, but same outfit. He looks like Kill Raven, like maybe like he looks like somebody else in Kill Raven's outfit. Yeah, well, different artist, I think, on the cover. That's why. But yeah, no issue two starts off with the with a bit of a history of Wakanda. A bit of the uh, uh, sorry, issue two starts out with Kill Raven's history. The first two pages, the first three pages are Kill Raven's history. Talk about how Wakanda was always free, and then his mother and her, his mother and him were exiled for whatever reason. And then they were taken by the Martians, but she tried to tell him about Wakanda, which has always been free, and it made him angry. He grew up, he was a trait, he was, he was in their arena, you know. He was fighting for the Martians. He was went to experiments and killing, and escaped. And he has, you know, it says he has hatred for Wakanda, which has always been free. And eventually, it says they he, exiled him, but they won't tell you why. We don't know why him and his mother got exiled. No. And then, and then it says, kill Raven, found the time diamonds, which I don't think that I don't know what they are. I don't think it matters. I think it's just like, here you go. This is how we got back in time. They just made some up. I mean, I guess it's all made up. But. Well, yeah. Well, maybe it is something. I don't know. You know. But like obviously that's it's like it's enough to go, this is how he got back in time. Yeah. And time then, machine, time diamonds, what does it matter? Time hot tub time machine. Yeah, the hot name? tub. Yeah. yeah. But not like, the time stone that's there. Yeah. Hey, they never explained the hot tub time machine. No. Not like we know how that works. You get in a hot tub, you drink alcohol and do drugs, and you go back in time. And time some time passes one way or another. Or you die. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Did we just get in the hot tub? Yeah. It's been three days. We went through time. Really is what really happened is they died. That's what really what happened. They were in there drinking and doing drugs and in there for three days, they would be dead. But and then you go to Chilla to ch- to chill with Zarstathos, because remember he's he's dying, so she's kind of uh, he's basically, this is the part where he makes a deal to not die. Okay, so he's dying. So that so, it must be that the uh, kill raven just walked away, right? Yeah, we don't know how are long he... this takes place because you don't know how long he's laying there. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the birds are coming. The vultures are already coming for him. So it could have been hours. Are they? Where's the? It's uh, let's see. If you're on issue two, one, two, three, four, five, six, page seven. First I don't panel. know if your pages are like my, my pages. Uh, well, I'm just counting the pages of story. Yeah, because remember before he's ta- before before the issue, he's talking to Zar- Zarathathos. So he's not really in reality. Do you know what I mean? Like that's when he's unco- that's when he's out of it. Oh, so. OK, so it's after talking to Zarathos. OK. Yeah. Right, right after that. That's when he, that's when he wakes up again. OK. All right. So he thought he, he must have thought he killed him. Yeah. Or well, I mean, he, did kill him. he did kill him. Yeah. So he died twice already. No, he only not an issue. All right. So anything else you want to think, you want to ask about this one? No. that's yeah, not really, I don't think we have to really get into too much in this. It was, you know,
1: a cool no, revenge. Um,
2: it's, r- it's wrapping up now. Yeah, it was, a, it was a revenge story. It was a double revenge story, actually. Kill Raven wants revenge on Wakanda and T'Chilla wants revenge on Kill Raven. Yeah. Double revenge. You made me. You made me first. I killed your parents. You killed me. How's it going? Don't hit yeah. a guy with glasses. <laughs> you would hit a guy with glasses, would you? Yeah, kill Raven. He'd rub the other man's rhubarb. <laughs> so, now, again, I'm going to ask you about, these, about this character. I, I think I've asked you about all of them, so I hope I have. I'm going to try and keep from do this. This is Marvel, of course. So no matter what happens with this, it's like Age of Apocalypse. You remember Age of Apocalypse? I did. Like Age of Apocalypse, at the end of Age of Apocalypse, it ended. The whole thing was over. You know, the world, that world went away. But it was popular, so therefore Marvel went back to it and said, "Nope, we're bringing it back so we could do more stories." Of course. It doesn't matter what's going to happen at the end of this, of of the end of Infinity Wars. They're bringing characters back because it's Marvel and they're going to do that because you know they're like, "Oh, let's try and see what else we can sell." I'm just curious. Even it has nothing to do with, you know, Thanos and Warlock, and we don't need to read it for the show. Are you interested in reading more Ghost Panther? Yes or no? No. <laughs> That's fine. Only because I just, you know, I, I've never been interested in Black Panther or Ghost Rider. You know. Well, that kind of makes sense then. So it's like it's like, you know, you're showing me two things. That like I love peanut butter and jelly, but let's say it's like. Like you like peanut butter, right? I'm like, I don't. And they're like, You like jelly, right? I'm like, I don't But <laughs> we'll put that together. <laughs> Isn't that great? I'm like, it would be if I liked it. <laughs> but I don't. But I do like peanut butter jelly. Now, other question. Because this uh, since this is different. This is the first time I've seen this guy, the I don't know how to pronounce his name. Hopefully I've learned how to pronounce his name before I do the synopsis so I can do it correctly. Yeah. But would you, be, would you, would you like to see his work somewhere else again? Oh, the artist? Yeah, would you like to see, would you like, would you mind, would you be a, would you like to read something and go, oh, that's that Ghost Panther artist, cool. Um, I might if, uh, I have to see, like, I think it's cool. It wasn't good for something I don't, when I don't know the characters, because I couldn't tell who was who half the time. I was like, I was getting confused thinking like, uh, like, crash with the dad. I know it's like, you, if you see it and you, like, I know, like, looking back, like, oh, obviously it's different. But it's harder when you don't know the characters as well. Understood. So, so I think, I mean, uh, like, the, the girl is you, cool. She, I would confuse her with uh, Legion, though. She looks a lot like Legion. <laughs> oh, yeah, I uh, bet I can see that. Uh, but, you know, I would see him drawing a Batman story. Yeah, I mean, like, if it's something – well, if, if I know the characters, I, I'd i have to I, – I would like to say that I would like it better if I knew the characters. Like, even more better example would be X-Men because I know that – well, I don't know what the best example would be where well, I know everybody. Batman. Maybe yeah, some X-Men. Batman, but even Batman, I'm sure there's like – you know, I love Batman, but there's not a lot of Batman comics I actually read. There's, I'm sure there's like people I don't know. In there. Yeah, but I mean there's a good chance that, like half the time there's a Batman story. It's gonna be like Batman, Commissioner Gordon, maybe Robin, and probably like a villain. You know, yeah. most most of you half the time you're gonna have like a lot of minor characters who just appear for the first time because it doesn't matter who they are, you know, victims. Yeah, you know? but it would be you're right, it would be cool for Batman. Like they would draw Batman really cool. Yeah, like this I could see him doing Batman or that kind of dark character or like a horror type character. Like yeah. where like, like, like I like the Soldier Marvel's a Werewolf character, werewolf by night, I could see him drawing a werewolf book yeah oh and i was right yeah i thought i recognized the style yeah the, the artist the cover artist is different than the interior artist it's humberto ramos is the cover artist yeah this is very different yeah so that's it we're just like gonna wrap it up just, we you know the, the dad right like the dad comes out and he wants to save dad i knew that i knew the whole time that the guy was like come on let me in coach and she's oh, like okay. no i yeah. want the boy yeah you knew it was the father yeah. You knew that? I was like, right, it's the father. Yeah, Yeah. and then he comes back and now it's the three of them together. So it's like, oh, so wait, our prince was exiled or left. Uh, Our king was killed and the princess didn't have the thing that, you know, the, the, the thing that was needed to make the person, you know, the new king or queen was destroyed so the princess couldn't be the king or queen. But now we have her and the prince back and the dead king. Like, oh, we're good. So is anybody the Black Panther? Technically, no. Right? Because it's destroyed, so it's just gone forever. Yeah. So he's not Technically there is no Black Panther anymore. So it should be not Ghost Panther, but Ghost T'Challa. Well he is a well remember though, it's a kind of a Panther spirit that is you know, that's why his skull looks that way. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So it technically is a ghost panther. And there is a Black Panther. His dad is technically a big giant Black Panther. So maybe he's Ghost Panther, but he's not a ghost. He's his motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, oh my god, I'm looking at when they say we hunt Wakanda forever, kind of looks like uh, except the thing that He-Man rides? Battle Cat. Yeah. Except like, here's the, the funny shadow thing. of it. It's his dad. So yeah. I was like, Daddy, horsey rides! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> horsey rides a vengeance! But I like, I mean, I like this. This was cool. I thought it was cool, and I like the art a lot. But yeah, it's it's weird. Like this is one. This is like a kind of darker story. It's done in a darker way, and it has kind of a happier ending. Yeah, way happier ending. Like you know, they're all together then. The family's together, even the dead mother, even with the dead father. All right. Any final thoughts on Ghost Panther? Nope. All right. Well, that's it. Let's see what's next. <coughs> beginning in 2018 the who's who podcast enters the 1990s with our coverage of the loose leaf editions featuring superman by jerry ordway the joker by brian Bolland. wonder woman by george perez sandman by mike dringenberg Batman by norm Brayfogel. the jli by adam hughes Eclipso by Bart Sears The Legion of Superheroes by Keith Giffen Dark Stars by Travis Charest Lobo by Simon Bisley Kent Shakespeare by Chris Sprouse Who is that? Doomsday by Tom Grummet Wait, are we covering these by issue or in alphabetical order? The Justice Society of America by Mike Parabek The Forever People again? You are fucking kidding me Doom Patrol by Richard Case <sighs> I'm so confused And many more The Who's Who Podcast going boldly into the 90s. A proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I guess. Now it's time for Infinity Wars Sleepwalker issues one and two. And Joe, so, have you ever read anything with Sleepwalker before? No. Okay, so you've never heard of him? No. All right. Well, there's one thing you know about this series. No. I mean, besides the fact that you've read it already. Yes. You, the writers—it's the same people who wrote the Darkhawk miniseries from we did Infinity Countdown. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I kind of had the same feel, and I actually I like this this so far. It was a good yeah. story. This was good. I liked it. I like Sleepwalker. I read him also back in the nineties. Chad Bowers and Chris Sims. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, he had his own series for about like thirty something issues back in like ninety one to like ninety four. And that's it. He hasn't done anything since till now very minor appearances here and there oh okay but nothing extensive so hold on a second let me drop in the synopsis of these two issues and then we'll get to covering them infinity wars
0: sleepwalker number one and two writers chad bowers and chris sims artist todd knock colors Rochelle rosenberg letters by vcs travis lanahan editors jordan d white and annalee spissa Cover art by Todd Nock and Rochelle Rosenberg. Both issues had a cover date of December 2018 and were on sale October 3rd and 24th, 2018. Cover price $3.99 each. They have not been reprinted, but you can find them digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. In Manhattan, Rick Sheridan is filming a documentary about the lesser-known heroes of the city and interviewing the new warrior, Silhouette. Once the interview is over, their goodbyes are interrupted by an explosion coming from Central Park. Silhouette teleports over to help, and Rick finds a safe corner where he can go to sleep. Actually, he's meditating, which puts him in enough of a sleep-like state that the Sleepwalker, who lives in his mind and can only come out to the real world when Rick is asleep, becomes free. Sleepwalker heads to Central Park and gets there just as Gamora is using the Infinity Stones to merge heroes together, but he is not fast enough to stop her from creating Warp World. He then finds himself in front of the council, his superiors in guarding the Mindscape. They tell him how Gamora created Warp World, and that they plan to do nothing. When he shows a desire to fight Gamora and to find Rick, they threaten him. Once they leave, he of course ignores them and goes to investigate. Going to the edge of the Mindscape, he's able to find out how the stones work, like a circuit. But because of that, he can't just jump right to the end of his quest. He has to follow the flow of the circuit like a river. Since he's coming from the Mindscape connected to the Mind, he needs to find someone connected to the next stone in the circuit, Power. And he finds that in Scott Banner, AKA the Little Monster. While Little Monster's asleep, Sleepwalker is able to bring him to the Mindscape and use Monster's connection to the Power to lead him to the world within the Power Stone, the Arena. It's a realm of eternal contests and champions. They are faced by the leader of the Arena, Dynamis, who wants to do nothing more than to fight them. Sleepwalker is eventually able to defeat Dynamis, despite losing Little Monster's assistance for a while, when he's woken up to deal with the problem of his arch-foe, the Headman. In the end, Sleepwalker thanks Little Monster for his help, but he now needs to find someone connected to the next two stones in order to get through the circuit more quickly, time and space. And he finds that in Chris Powell, Darkhawk. Meanwhile, on the Sleep Hell Carrier, the ESP division has a warning for their commanding officer. For reasons they don't know yet, this Sleepwalker is hunting for him. Rick Fury, Agent of Sleep.
2: Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know real quick, yeah, the premise of Sleepwalker is that he is... Well, let's 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 read what it says right here in the beginning. Deep within the mind of Rick Sheridan is a mysterious being, a guardian of the mindscape the dimension that borders on the minds of all intelligent life. And when Rick sleeps, the being walks into Rick's world, where the sleepwalker continues his noble mission to use his powers to strike fear in the hearts of earthen evildoers everywhere. So basically a good guy lives in this guy's mind, and when the guy falls asleep, he comes out. The mindscape. Yeah. It's like the mind dimension or something. So our minds are in the mindscape? Yeah, it's like all—at least in the Marvel universe—it's like the mindscape. It's a—it's uh, like all minds are connected to that. That's where Nightmare lives, the guy who's a Doctor Strange villain. Oh no, I don't know him. So kind of well, he, there's a Doctor Strange villain named Nightmare. Got it. <laughs> so it's like connected to that. It's like you know, it's a you know, it's a part where like all brain, you know, everyone's brain enters kind of like for like dreaming and purposes and stuff. Where does Franklin Richards? Uh go um where is he in all this because he's in a dream state right? not sure all right well if he's on the show let's ask him okay all right if we ever go to the marvel universe we'll ask franklin yes i'm not sure what kind of answer we'll get it depends on how old he is at the time he might be five he might be 12 he might be 25 i don't know does he still do that like uh, like what he used to do with power I pack i don't know anymore it's been a while since I read stuff with Franklin, so I know he's like, he's older now. He's like 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. But that makes sense because all the kids in Power Pack were older, too. Because I know Julie's like 18, and Alex yeah. is like 20. Oh, grown I, think, up. I think the others are like Kate. Well, it makes sense. Katie's like 13, and Jack is like 15 or something. So they're older. But anyway, issue starts with Rick doing a little, I guess, an independent movie about uh, superheroes who aren't the big mainstream ones. And he's interviewing Silhouette, who was a member of the New Warriors back in the day. She okay. can teleport. She uh, handicapped. Yes, she was shot in the spot, right, and yeah. injured her spine. So she has, she, she has to walk with those crutches. But because her powers, she just can teleport, and she also has advanced, like you know, sh- some strength and uh, agility. So she still needs them, but she's still. But with them, she's still, you know, better than people who aren't handicapped. Yeah. You know, she's hit people with them before. Yeah, I could see that. But she could also, and she could teleport. And then, but then the interview is interrupted because we get a big explosion and he shows up right in the middle of Infinity War, of Infinity Wars 3 when, uh, oh, wait, go back. Big explosion. And then he lets Sleepwalker out. So up until this point when Sleepwalker comes out. So what were you thinking? Or what are you, like, what's going on since I'm used to this, but you're not. Uh, pretty standard stuff there's a uh something's going on i need to change costumes but replace change costumes into uh do my other it's like you know my counter self you know so hulk out or whatever in this one he's gotta sleep or meditate yeah um and I do like those panels where Sleepwalker's coming out of his head, where it almost looks like he's physically coming out of the guy's head. Like, you see the hands coming out, like, and holding on the forehead, like, pulling themselves yeah, cool. out. That it is, is cool. cool. And the red kind of looks like blood a little bit. Yeah, well, that's smoke. Yeah. Even though, you know, he's not actually physically you know, ripping through the guy's head, obviously. No. It's but more like it's he's cool. Solid. Yeah. No, it is cool. And he shows up right at the point of Infinity Wars 3, where Gamora is merging everybody. I like the guy's knack sweater. The New York Knax. Instead of the Knicks. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. Knacks. <laughs> gotta avoid that copyright infringement where we'll get sued. Yeah. Or I'm not doing that for free. You know, you gotta pay me to put it on a comic book. But yeah, so he's involved. This is this is in the middle of three. I didn't realize we read all we read up to three uh Yeah. Oh okay. Well, cool. We did. Okay, good. I did realize that. I was testing it. All right. Good. good. I passed. Yeah, you passed. Yes. But yeah, he's trying to stop Gamora, but before he can, she does her snap, and everything goes bluey. And then yeah. he's stuck heroes aren't her. that smart sometimes. What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe he's all right. Like, I guess maybe I'm not hero standards. But if I see like, you know. The, the Avengers all getting destroyed by a girl who obviously has the Infinity Gems they're right in front of her, and you know what the Infinity... No, she, he's dumb. Because, or at least... Yeah, he sees the Infinity Gems, he sees them getting killed, and he's like, well, I'll be able to stop her. No! Retreat! Figure something out. Figure out a plan. But, no, that's alright. Maybe he's hoping, because she hasn't seen him. Yeah. So maybe he's hoping if he can catch her unawares, he might be able to do something. Does she have a mind, gem. She sees all. But now maybe, you know, in his defense, maybe she just got it. So maybe she doesn't know how to work it. Yeah, it know. depends on how good they are at working it. They don't, you know, not some people aren't as good with it as others, where they can use it to detect everything right away. They might not real, you know, if they're still ruled by their human perceptions. Mind stone, not mind gem. I, yeah, I right apologize. here, they're still stones. Except for the... Soul one, soul one, yeah, that's his old gem. But too late, she snaps her fingers everything goes white. And then he all of a sudden is in front of uh, basically, well, they, I think of it this way, he's basically like a dream cop because they even call him constable. So basically, this is like the dream. You know, he's in front of like the head, of, you know, the heads of the police force. You know, he's like the chiefs. Yeah, he's like, they're like, you wrecked the whole town. He's like, yeah, but I get results. <laughs> You're a loose cannon. <laughs> we're not putting up with your shenanigans anymore we're gonna have your badge so yeah I get that I get all but how okay but how did she she sent him there like why would she send him there I think they took him there okay so they kind of saved him yeah they're like okay get over here it's like too late things have happened get over here new rule new job you know new new instructions yeah and they're like He's like, it, so everyone's been merged and every like, I like that. She, they tell him what happens. Like Gamora basically took the souls of everyone on Earth, merged two, merged them together, so we have half the people and stuck them in Soul World. And he's like, oh my God, we gotta do something. And they're like, yes, nothing. Yeah, seems fine. Nothing. Nobody well, I died. Put... nobody died. he didn't. She didn't kill anybody. Relax. <laughs> I, I like how he explains it later. He's like, they figure, well, we're supposed to put well now there's only half the people. So we gotta patrol half the dreams. Yeah. So problem solved. You know works easier. Let's, it's Miller time. Yeah, it's not broke unless wait, where has it go If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Except it is broke. <laughs> it's not broke, it's it's it still works. It's good enough. It's just less of them, which you which is good for them. It's like having a broken toilet. It's like having the chain broke on the toilet. Instead of fixing the chain so you can flush it, you're like, I could just lift the lid up and pull it up from the inside. It'll flush. Less than that, because that's extra work, and this is less work. This is like saying the toilet all of a sudden flushes on its own, and you're complaining about it. It's like, ah, let it flush. It works. What I don't get is, okay, so they say if you interfere you'll be banished and then we'll execute you if you come back but then he goes off and interferes i don't so what happened here he basically said that's nice oh and he's deciding to do it anyway oh, yeah, yeah he's interfering oh okay he's being a watcher oh i have yeah. sworn an oath not to interfere oh what's that over there let me go play with it yeah they're terrible what's that shiny thing Yeah, he has all, no, maybe, well, maybe that's it. Maybe they have the Watcher's version of interfering. So he's like, well, this isn't interfering, really. You know? Don't interfere unless you want to. (laughs) Basically, yes. (laughs) That is the Watcher motto. Don't interfere unless you're going to get to be on the cover. They're not going to put you on the cover. You stay out of it. I never interfered until I did. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But most of the time, I never did. (laughs) He's like, look, it's only interfering if I get caught. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, so he heads out to the edge to find a way into this new dimension. But he has to sneak in, because he obviously can't go in directly, because they'll see him. Mm Mm-hmm. And since this new thing with the stones is that they're now in a circuit, if you you can get into one, he can kind of use that to travel to the different stones until he gets to the soul stone. So he's going... Into the stones? Well, apparently each of the world each of the stones have their own little world inside of them. It's not just soul world. Yeah, okay, so I'm now getting this. Like like this is new, right? Yes. Now, is it's always been this way that there's people on these stones? And these are just people well, go since on. It's, since it's new, I can't say whether it's been always that way because we haven't seen that before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it could have been always that way, or maybe it's only been that way since they've been the stones and not gems but are all the people on the power world that we see in a bit I um, don't think those are merged people I think those are all you never heard of these people, right? well yeah, like that for instance that, uh, when we get to issue 2, when he goes to the power well let's finish issue 1, then we'll go to issue yeah, 2 yeah, we'll get to it, I'm sorry so yeah, so that's what his plan is. he's playing, he's going to use the stones and travel through the, the worlds of the different stones to get the soul world you know, to get there yeah. So he's trying to find people who are connected to, like, the different aspects, because that's a person that can help him get through it. Different aspects? Well, like, power. Like, he needed somebody who was connection to power okay. to go through the Power Stone. You know, it's so like, like he has a couple options. Like, first, the first one is a soul connected to all reality. And that's where you get the Man-Thing-Thing-Foom. And you have no idea what that is, do you? He's not the Man-Thing. Well, you know Man-Thing, right? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, it's Man-Thing and Thang-Thum connected? Is that what it is? Two people? Yeah. And a Thang-Thum is like his friend or his uh, enemy, I guess? No, no no connection that I know of. Oh, okay. It just sounds cool. Man-Thing, Thang-Thum. Because here, I sent you a picture of Thang-Thum. Did you get the picture? Yeah, I did. Very nice. So, giant dragon. Giant alien dragon. I guess they figured the names work together. man thing thing, foom So what is he in? Uh, he mostly fights Iron Man. Cool. So he's like, that's not going to work yet. He's like, I might need that later. And then we see Darkhawk and uh, Death's Head. They found a way to throw in their last mini, have a cameo from their last mini. It's like, remember we did this one, guys? Remember? But then he's like, there's some somebody who dreams of power, but has not been corrupted. And then he finds the person he's looking for. Scott Banner. Yeah, the little monster. Basically, Ant-Man and Hulk combined. Scott Lang. Oh. Yeah. Ant-Man. And he's fighting. That took me a minute. That took me a minute. That really took me like a minute to figure out. I'm like, I'm like, Hank Pym's name isn't Scott. <laughs> Hank's name is not Scott. You're correct. It's not Scott. <laughs> it's Hank. <laughs> But they're going with the Scott Lang version. Yeah, it took a while. For me. And when we get to, we get to the origin issue too, it makes sense why they use you know how the how it works. Yeah, because Scott was an ex-convict, both in the comics and the movies. What did a convict have to do with it, though? He was an ex. You'll we'll see in a minute. Yeah. Okay. I'm liking the acronyms. They're ha- they're having fun in here. Yeah. Hydra, highly destructive radical armaments. And then he's against. The leader of Hydra, Monica, maneuverable organism network for infinite combat aggression. <laughs> Let the curb go pie. The treat was the, was yes, the best. Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> Remove every tactical reaction and exit according to threat. So yeah, basically, little monster is a Hulk that he when he turns into it, he gets small, and the smaller he angry he gets, the smaller he gets so we go on to issue two we're in the power stone like we said so i think this is all just in that power Stone. these are all the beings from the power stone world just like all the things just like whatever was in soul world was already there okay so these are not beings that like you've ever heard of before exactly because when we get to the guy who's the head of power world Dynamus, i looked him up this is his only appearance so, I didn't see anything saying he was a merger of people either. So, I'm assuming he is his own cre- uh, creature. Got it. And apparently, the other. So, since it's a world about power, all it's about is basically fighting and beating people up, and you either win or you get beat up. And so, we get the origin of Little Monster, where he was a scientist, but he used it to uh, pursue a life of crime until his fiance was convicted instead of him. And she was going to be experimented on in the jail, and he went to bust her out. So, that's why I said Scott made more sense than hank because scott has a history of scott was an ex-convict so it kind of makes sense because yeah it makes sense sense after they i mean it makes sense like i I mean but the the backstory wasn't important no but i guess they wanted to put an origin in there so i guess i guess if they're thinking of origins i guess that they're i'm not sure what came first was it you know was it easier to think of having it be scott and then Figure out a com- you know origin like this, or do they think of an origin first and go, well, if we're going to do that, let's go with Scott instead of Hank. I think they went with Scott and then put the origin. in. That's possible. I'm we not sure. Talk. I'm not. Who does sure that guy who- remind you of? Dyna- Dynamis. Who does he remind you of? Reminds me a bit of Champion from the Elders of the Universe. I think I know him. Yeah. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all he was about was fighting yeah the one where is it the, that the guy that um uh Thanos defeated to get the power, power gem? Stone?
1: Yeah, yeah when
2: he first was making the infinity gauntlet yeah yeah okay that makes sense kind of reminds me of him so and you got to wonder when people wear these things for so long because he had that for a while champion had the power stone for a while yeah makes you wonder how much does does dynamis influence him or how much does he influence dynamis maybe without realizing it so back to scott's origin now i'm not sure who his girlfriend his fiance is supposed to be janice jones i'm not sure who that is i thought rick jones and janet van dyne even though they're not together but oh that that actually could be right yeah, I don't know what the beetle has to do with anything. Me either, but she does look like the wasp there. Yeah. So even though, yeah, that that's not, it should be Hank and Janet, not Scott and Janet. But still, everything's all topsy turvy. <laughs> who? So we think that's that's who she is. Yeah, and so I'm not sure. So the leader, but it says the headman. I'm not sure who the leader's supposed to be a mix of. It almost looks like it's an egg shaped head. Yeah, you're right. Um, who's got a big head? Besides Modok. But Modok, we already see. And he's not that big enough to be Modok. Yeah. Now there are character. There is a group. There is a team of villains called the Headmen. But there's nothing about any of them, from what I can remember, that looks like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And since we don't get a name for him or anything, like a real, like you know, his real name. It doesn't give me any hint of who he's merged with. Who's that guy that Hulk fought with the big head? That wasn't Leader, right? Probably. Do you have, like, a big brain or something? The Leader. Oh, uh, was Leader? Okay. No, I don't know. Wait, hold on a second. Is that... Is is Bullseye... Oh, that, that's Bullseye. That's Bullseye and electra, right? Well, let's finish up the origin. So basically, he's doing some experiments with gamma, using gamma to shrink prisoners, and Scott goes to rescue Janice, and it blows up, and that's how he turns into a little monster. And then he wakes up because remember, if he's a sleepwalker, he has to be asleep. Oh, okay, yeah. So he all right? That I didn't totally get. So he was just sleeping in the alley. Well, apparently he fell asleep after fighting off the guys that he he fought at the end of issue one. Little monster. Oh, no. All right. No, I got I got him confused already with... Uh, Rick. With Rick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how... Sleepwalker right now is going through the the, the the stones and dreams. So that's how he brought Little Monster with him. He brought him as, you know, a sleeping. Yeah, was, I like, got So when he wakes up, he vanishes from that power world. And he wakes up with the Thunderbolts. Janice Jones, the beetle, so like we said... Makes sense now. Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, and Rick Jones, but I'm not sure how the Beetle how they become the Beetle. But okay, Bullseye is obviously Bullseye and Electra. and I'm not sure who. Full, I'm not sure. I think Melissa Morley, Poltergeist, is supposed to be Songbird from the uh, Thunderbolts, who more or less looks like that, and an Iron Man villain called the Ghost. Okay. They used actually a version of the ghost as the, the sort of bad guy from the *Man and the Wasp* movie. Remember the girl that can kind of go through walls? No, I was not. I don't remember that movie too much. Okay, well,
1: I wasn't so I guess the who, biggest
2: fan of it. No, so I know, but I guess so that's who that is. But now, but I couldn't figure out who Janice Jones is. So, thank you, that helped me a lot. So, I, so we have a subplot here of what is happening in this little world. So, apparently, the headman is poisoned. And to make sure they save him, he has infected a bunch of kids with the disease, too. So if they don't save him, he won't save them. Jerky. Smart, but jerky. Yep. Yeah. And so they have, we have, like, a dual thing going on, so while Little Monster has to save the headman from the, what's the infection inside his body, Sleepwalker has to fight Dynamus, and he's getting his butt kicked royally, until he realizes to use his brain, basically. And so they both win. I don't understand what he did. Which he? Uh, sleepwalker. Oh, it's part of, one of his powers. He can, it's like, beams come out of his eyes, he can kind of, like, reshape objects. Okay. So, like, in his comic, a lot of times, like, he would capture criminals, and, like, he would make, like, a light pole all of a sudden, like, twist itself around them. Oh, okay. So he just uses his powers. Well, basically, he's like, I, I can't just beat this guy up on his own terms of punching because he's gonna pu- out punch me. I got to use my brains. Oh, and beats the guy. He he wins. It's kind so of silly. But, oh yeah, it's the scene from India. It's the, it's the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. When when it, you know him. you know what I'm talking about. When he shoots the sword guy, yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm not gonna fight you hand to hand. I don't have a sword. And obviously, I'm not going to beat you with a sword. Look at how awesome you are with that sword doing all the tricks. I got a gun. Boom. (laughs) Boom. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's not as smart as Indiana Jones. It's what Scrooge McDuck said. Work smarter, not harder. Is that what Scrooge McDuck, he started that? Because I've heard a lot of people say it. But you're Uh, saying that Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck started that? I don't know if he did or not, but that's where I first heard it from. Got it. Well, it's a long so, time ago. From yeah. from DuckTales? Yeah. All right, well, it's, you know. The old DuckTales, not the new one. I have a new one? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's probably definitely the first time we heard it, so. Yeah, it's the first time I heard that, so that's, I credit it to Scrooge McDuck. All right, I'm there with you. And meanwhile, so. Excuse me. So I guess that the infection inside the headman basically took the form of the abomination, because that's what it looks like. Yes, and the way to beat an infection is to beat it up, <laughs> <laughs> or to get small enough and then big, grow big, and basically make it explode. Yeah, makes it makes sense. Well, in a world where most problems can be solved by punching them, that's how you fight this virus. I think that's how we're gonna defeat the coronavirus. Too. We gotta shrink somebody down to punch it. Yes, we're gonna so get a Hulk. It's gonna be like interspace. Yes, that made more sense at least. At least they were like shooting it with like. Well, I don't remember. Well, they were fighting other people. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> it, it made even like, more sense with Muppet We gotta babies. shoot it. Yeah. We gotta even shoot this virus. virus. Even with Muppet Babies, it made more sense because like they did Interspace. Space, like they basically did an Interspace Space episode, and like they they because uh, one of the kids had a cold, and so they shot they went into a little spaceship, and they shot the virus with vitamin C, that like orange juice, okay. that made that made more sense than than Hulk punching it, <laughs> but it worked. It worked apparently. And then he falls back asleep to go talk to Sleepwalker, but apparently Sleepwalker's done with him now. He's like, "Okay, I need to go to the next stone." So he's gonna, ha- I guess, find another uh, person for whatever stone he's going to. Right. Oh, and the, p- the other person is Rick Fury. Oh, so we get yeah, get to that in a second. But yeah, so he's gonna he's going on his way, and then we get the. Uh, like a little subplot, what's gonna happen next two issues, where apparently somebody is, uh yeah, it looks like the shield hell carrier, and yeah, we find we find that it's Rick Fury, agent of sleep. We don't so know wait, if yet. Maybe I was wrong about Rick Jones because it's just- no, no, no. That's Rick Sherry. That's the Rick he's looking for. Oh, okay. Remember, his guy was named Rick. Wait, what? Sleepwalker. Remember the host. Yeah. His name is Rick. There's two Ricks. Oh, okay. Rick Jones and Rick Sheridan. Rick Sheridan is the one that Sleepwalker is, is his host. You know, he's inside his mind. That's the one he's looking for. That's his friend. Oh, so is he combined? He's, he's combined with, uh... Nick Fury. Nick Fury. And, um, what's it? The, is there no... Take away the Infinity Warps in this Marvel Universe now. Is there two... Uh, Nick Fury's, Nick Fury's, or is yes. it just a Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury? Basically, they've made it where that's his father. The original Nick Fury is his father. Oh, okay. They brought in a character who basically is like a Nick Fu- who basically is like Nick Fury's son, who looks like the Samuel L. Jackson version. Oh, okay. And he's the son of the original Nick Fury, who I think is—I'm not sure if he's dead or not at this point. Got it. But apparently, whatever the sleep is, whatever group the sleep is, he's in charge of it. And apparently, their psychics have pick all picked up an image of Sleepwalker looking for him. We're, I'm going to guess that they don't. That Rick Fury is not going to think this is a good thing. He's probably going to view it as an enemy. Cool. And that's well, where we to we'll find out. So okay, so issues one and two so far. Your thoughts? Good. I like them. You like? What do you think about Sleepwalker? He's good. He's good enough. You know, so far, like. So far, I like him. He kind of looks like uh, what's that X Men character? He adapts to everything. Mimic? No, he's like. Oh, Caliban. No. No. Uh, Dharma. I'm thinking of the wrong word. Oh, uh, Darwin. Darwin, that's the word. Darwin. Yeah. He looks like Darwin a little bit. Just different colored skin, but yeah. yeah. But they changed Darwin's skin a lot too, so that means not much. True. But yeah, I mean, from I've you know I know nothing about him, but he seems alright. Now we read a couple. We read the miniseries that had all the different Infinity Warps. You know, you got Soldier Supreme, remember, and Iron Hammer, and all that stuff. Yes. So we have a new character now, Little Monster. What do you think about Little Monster? Like comparison to the other one- new characters? Like, do you like him? Is he just okay? Do you like him better, worse? I can't totally. I I could give you my answer, but it might. The answer is I like him, like probably better than. But I, I don't know if I like him better than the other characters. I just like. I like. I think I like him better because the story is better. That's a good enough reason. Yeah. So I like this, but if he was in a bad story, I don't know if I'd like him. Yeah, but you can only go by what you've read so far, and that's it. So you only have the limited amount. So you have to go by the. You know, you can't just go by what the character. Ideas, because a character could be a great idea, but if every story they're in sucks, well, why would you read it? Yeah. So so far he's okay. Okay, so you like him better than some of the other ones, though you are saying. He's up. No, on your, he's no, up. no, I still don't. <laughs> I don't feel like that way. Like you know, you, you can like a, I, He's okay. He's okay. He's just okay. I don't like, like to answer like things until like I really got into like a storyline or. Okay, um, so he's okay so far, but the story is good. good because i can say so far is i can only, almost guarantee that at some point marvel's going to bring these guys back because every time they do these alternate universe type things they always find a way to bring them back they did that with age of apocalypse it ended and it was supposed to be over forever but they're like hey this is popular let's see who we can bring back what can we do again can we redo our stories there how could they do that would it be like they all now have some kind of special connection where like they they can combine they can combine like if they wanted to well, well, I'm not going well. to keep them or are they going to keep them in like a different reality or something like that? Sort of. We'll, we'll get to that by the time we get to issue six, it'll be answered. Oh, OK. All
0: right. Well, that's it for one and two. We've finished talking about the issues, but we are not done with the episode yet because now it is time to do the feedback. And this time we are talking about feedback from episode 133. Supplemental number eight, The Man Who Captured Death with our guest, Ryan Daly. On Facebook, the post about that episode was liked and shared by Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Pat Sampson, Gene Hendricks, Clinton Robinson, and Max Romero. On Twitter, we got likes and retweets from Viet Twin, Toys and Sometimes Jokes, David Finn, Connor McKenna, Last Sons of Krypton, Capes and Lunatics, Spider Woman Daily by Spider Woman, July 14th, Tomes of Evil, a comic book villain podcast, Jason Snick Venable, Doc Strange, Chris Leiden, Ryan Daly, Jeffrey Brown, parentheses they slash them, Doc Salamone, Into the Night, and Ray. Now, remember, besides on this show, you can also find me on every week on the LEGION cast, in which we talk about the DC Comics 1980s and 90s sci-fi series, Legion. That's the acronym one, not Legion of Superheroes. And you can find that on the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed, There will be links in the show notes. Now, if you want to hear your name mentioned here, well, very simple. One way is to like and share our episode on the different social medias. So, there's our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. There's our Facebook page. Just go into Facebook, type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in the search box. We'll pop up. You can find us on Twitter, at adamthanospod. You can always leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's been a while. Actually, it's been a long while since I got any of those, so that would be awesome, and I would definitely read that review, and thank you profusely. By the way, if you are outside of the United States, please send me a quick message letting me know you left the review, because I'm going to have to change the uh, setup in Apple Podcasts to let me look at reviews from that specific country. And, of course, you can always send an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. And, in fact, we have an email to read right now, from David Spafford. This came in on May 24th, and it's entitled Death and the Golden Age. Hi, Al. Welcome back. Some interesting ideas in today's episode. There was a very similar representation of the death theme later in the Marvel Universe. It was one of the last Stanley issues of Thor in 1971. Hela was going to take Thor into her realm, and Odin kills her to prevent it. And you get the same scenes of multiplying insects and the like until Thor convinces Odin to restore her. In this story, she has the similar character of being a kindly goddess who ends suffering. It all brings to mind a BBC radio comedy I listened to not long ago, Old Harry's Game, about Satan and life in hell. In one episode, we meet an aspect of death, and discover it has been turned into a franchise operation, with different deaths responsible for different regions. In this episode, we meet the aspect-covering whales, Die the Death. <laughs> and that's Die, D-A-I. I kept meaning to write after the last episode on the Young Allies, but never got around to it. Yes, that is a series guaranteed to give you a shudder. Have you ever seen a house ad for introducing the characters? Meet Whitewash, who makes a harmonica sing and watermelons disappear. Ouch. You spoke about this idea of Golden Age comics being actual in-universe comic book representations of what really happened. That idea goes back to Roy Thomas's Invader series. The basic events of Young Allies No. 1, the first meeting of Captain America and the Human Torch helping Bucky and Toro fight the Red Skull, was referenced in in a one-panel flashback in in Giant-Sized Invaders No. 1. Issue 5 had Bucky and Toro reading a stack of comics, lamenting how the writers had got all the details wrong, like the color of Nemor's trunks. Then later, in Invaders No. 10, due to the dreaded Deadline Doom, Cap recounts a story, via reprint, of how he recently fought a villain called the Reaper, and how the comics had retold the story more or less accurately. On the text page in Giant sized Invaders number 1, Rory claims he would not be considered bound by any of the published Golden Age comics continuity, unless it had also been verified in a modern issue. But I think he softened his stance later, although I can't find the reference, to state that he considered that Golden Age stories DID happen, more or less, unless they had been contradicted or too outlandish. Like the time that the human torch flew to Jupiter under his own power, oh my God. Looking forward to the coverage of the 1990s Starlin and Thanos material, I can't honestly say I've been fond of the modern non-Starlin infinity-related series. Nobody really gets old Stony face like Jim does. Cheers, David. I might be a little softer on the current non-Starlin infinity stuff, but I will definitely 100 percent agree that nobody just gets him like Starlin. There's no doubt about that. Anyway, thank you, David, for writing in. And see? Write it in. I will read it. I promise. Now, one more thing. This show is part of The Collective. The Collective is a group of podcasters who've decided to get together to network in the very traditional sense of just being there to help each other out, bounce ideas off each other, help share each other's episodes, etc. In fact, we're going to play a promo for one of The Collective episodes right
2: now.
1: Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs.
0: Right on. Okay, well that's all we have this episode, so thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time finishing up the Sleepwalker miniseries, and most likely covering also the Infinity Warps two-issue miniseries, which does feature the Infinity Warp I was looking forward to the most, the Punisher Pack. <laughs> it should be fun. Alright, we'll see you then. Bye. free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.